0: Uh this show is Jenner Davis Davis's stand up tragedy and what this show is about is the art that you see around you. So give it up for all this beautiful crazy <laughs> stuff. You know, I'm not going to take too much away from it all because all the comics that are coming up here tonight are going to speak about the art, but I'm going to just profile this person like an FBI agent and just lock him up now. I'm serious, man. Like, I, I own bunnies. You see this bunny up here? It's a bunny. And then it's, no, it's not. <laughs> that's scary. That's like the worst superpower is just only have, like, invi- like vision to see through bunnies. It would scare everybody. It would scare you. And then, I think that's a burden. You guys think it's a burden? Yeah. Part, well, yes, thank you for pointing out the obvious. I don't see wings or a body and feet. All right, so it's a beak. It's a beak. It's about the struggle but this one really caught my face right here. That's like our ex-girlfriend right there. <laughs> right there. Her dad owns a landscaping company. That's why they have a machete. Wow, not because it looks like Dia de los Muertos or anything, I'm just saying. There's some landscaping going on there. And the snake and the hair. Man, that's Medusa stuff, right? Do I get the, is that a god or an e- evil demon? One of those things? All right, fuck you guys, this is great. <laughs> This ain't the clean show, man. This is the Jenner Davis's stand-up tragedy, everybody. Give it up for yourselves. Come on, come on. I like, I myself like this crazy kind of art that's like off the wall. And my first time coming here, I got to be introduced to the art of the bathroom. It's its own fucking piece in there, all right? That's your DUI test. If you can stand and n- not fall over while pissing, you're fucking cool, all right? Disco lights are awesome in some places. That's not one of them. It's not. It's like, it's like reality in there, and you come out here, and you feel safer, and it's supposed to be the other way around. I like that we're in San Francisco, so clearly anyone can use that bathroom, whatever the fuck you identify with. There's not even a sign on it. That's how progressive that bathroom is, right? right? I, I think we need to stop labeling bathrooms at all, except for number one and number two. I don't care what's going on. Seriously, my wife's like, we need to redo some stuff to our house. I was like, what? We need another bathroom. Why? So you can shit in there. (laughs) And that's when I had this epiphany. No no one wants to be around anyone shitting anyway. So just put us all in one area. We'll all be shamed together. We'll all get out and be like, Indian food? (laughs) Indian food. Hey, bro, like, you know, like, when you snore and people constantly tell you, you sleep apnea, you're going to fuck a (laughs) machine. You know, could you imagine shit next to someone? Like, bro, you need to add fiber to that diet. (laughs) Like, people just nosy, and this is like, this is a medical condition, people. Leave me alone. Leave me alone. Hey, we have a lot of great comics tonight. Everybody give it up. (laughs) Your next comic, he came here, graced us with his appearance all the way from New York. Everybody, please give it up for Mr. Tommy McGuire.
1: All right, thank you very much. <coughs> All right, this is a uh, tragedy-themed uh, show. And uh, I don't have any jokes about tragedy, but just a good 11 minutes of you guys withstanding such a thing. Um, now I do. I, uh, I i don't know, I'm, a, I'm a, a white guy from the suburbs, like tragedy didn't really hit me too, too hard. You know, I kind of had to leg up from the get-go. And then um, I fell out of high school, <laughs> and got that leg right back down. I uh, here's a tragic uh, tale. I once uh, I once got beat up on rollerblades <laughs> by a cop, and I'm not using rollerblades as like some metaphor for ecstasy or some slang, even though that would make sense since it's rollerblading and ecstasy are two things gay dudes love to do. But um, no, I got beat up by a cop on rollerblades. And uh, I think that's when I started overcompensating for everything <laughs> in my life. Um, I uh, turned 37, so that's tragic to me. Can't grow sideburns yet. And you tell me there's a god? <laughs> Fuck out of here. I can't grow up i b- Anyway, I uh, turned 37. And uh, you know, 30 years, y- y- you learn a lot. You know, there's a lot of lessons to be had, and a lot of times you're surprised by them. Um, I'd say like the biggest shock I, uh, I, I experienced growing up was um, going to my grandmother's funeral, and um, people were sad. <laughs> what? She ruined my mom. Are you kidding me? She was up. She was the first person to call me a fag. She told me, in quotes, you smoke like a faggot. I don't like using that word on stage or off stage, but that's a direct quote from that awful lady. Oh. <sighs> Sorry, my family, it's just, like I'm killing it. <laughs> <laughs> like this right now is like one of the greatest things anyone in my family ever done. <laughs> Look around. <laughs> the bar is set low. I um well it's one of the tragic things I wanna get I got beat up by a cop on rollerblades. Oh, uh, this is a fun one. This this happened here probably about I don't know, uh maybe six years ago or so. I was a I was a bouncer over at Pops for a long time and def- a different couple bars and you know, uh I'm kinda dated in that scene, that dive bars and all this and uh, I met this this really wonderful girl. Uh younger than me but not like super young, but just really cute and pretty, uh, really smart and if by going by a antiquated um system she was like a solid five but um I fucked out when I joke up uh she's as smart as she was pretty, and by going by antiquated standards, she was a solid five we can we can cut that in post right all right cut um I mean, she was really cool and like super pretty, but she was a like a new wave hippie um which is cool she's from San Francisco I expect that stuff you know um, but she had she a, had, uh, she carried around those crystals with her, <laughs> you know, that fucking huge red flag and you can hold in your pocket. <laughs> and I didn't want to, like, that's your belief system, that's your thing, that's cool, it doesn't hurt me that you believe in all this stuff and all those magical powers and all that, if it helps you, cool. Um, she once put an $80 rock in my left hand and she said, now close your eyes, do you feel it? Oh, you're so lucky, you're cute and because, like n- no, I didn't feel anything. Like it was just okay, but it's fine. Uh it was anyways, it was a short relationship, maybe like three weeks, you know, and um you know, I guess it's called ghosting now. We just lost contact and about uh six weeks later, uh I'm finishing a shift at Pops, I'm counting money and I get a, I guess she calls me on my phone and I can't answer. I'm like, Oh Jen, what are you doing that? I shouldn't read your real name. Anyhow, uh Mike Whatever. Uh, I can't talk to you now. And then I get a text from her. I'm counting money. I'm trying to, like, focus on that. And um, the exact text text was, uh, Hey, so I'm pregnant. Obvi, gonna take care of it. Frowny face. Not an emoji. Just frowny face. Now, I don't know a lot about tact. But when you tell me we've made a person... And that we're gonna take care of it. Leave the emojis uh, out of it, please. <laughs> um, but I, and I'm not trying a virtual signal here, but uh, I did what I believe every uh, guy in that situation should do. I called her and I said, "What do you need me to do? What can I do? How can I help, or just be there? Like, what? Okay, it's your decision. That I'm, you know, when we're in San Francisco. Everyone's pro-choice. All right. Uh, so she just said, "I don't know, man. Just, uh, you know, let's talk. We'll hang out." and uh i did that spent some time with her and uh so she's she's going the the pill route which is a I mean it's all brutal but it's like a really brutal uh, uh route to go and uh the day before she's like all right well just stay with me the night uh we're going to stay at my parents house they're not going to be there don't worry uh just stay the night um you know sex is out of the question and uh, just you know just be around like all right i'll be a good dude i want to be a, a a solid person a decent person uh her Her parents' uh, apartment is also called uh, the Four Seasons. They rent an apartment at the Four Seasons year round in San Francisco. When they're not staying at the Plaza Hotel, the Home Alone 2 fucking goddamn hotel in New York, when they're not spending time in their property in Miami. She was a trust fund kid and this is how I found out. And I found out by terminating my anchor baby. <laughs> I out had a hookup into a ta- different tax bracket, man. That's <laughs> the tragedy. Like she had to go through some shit and God bless her. She's a p- trooper and God bless her, would have been six-year-old, but Jesus Christ, I could have changed my whole life, man. <laughs> I never pulled out ever again. Uh, I, uh, I, I said this in another set, this is, a uh, Really an important uh, weekend for me, being here for Mutiny Comedy Fest. This is where I started. This is a, the stage used to be right there. I, I, w- I wandered in, I wanted to do comedy, and I saw uh, a Josh Halub uh, going up there doing his song and dance at the open mic. He was just kind of, you know, it was fine. But I was like, I'm funnier than that. And I came up, <laughs> you know, as you do when you're an idiot. Uh, I came up li- on the spot. Like, it was literally, I think, right here. I came up with my very first joke I ever told on stage. And it was a true story and all that, and um, there's a postscript to it now. So I, I wanna, this is, this is my real tragedy, my real uh, existential crisis I've had. So, my mom made a habit when I was living out here of, on my birthday, she would get me uh, edible bu- bouquets. As you do for your 35-year-old grown-ass son, sure, she was a secretary her whole life, she doesn't understand presents very well. And it shipped, and it was delicious, it was fine, but it was like kind of the worst gift. Like, But uh, it made me think of the greatest gift I was ever given on my birthday. And uh, I was 18 years old, and um, my parents, you know, I got like a, probably a video game or something like that, but then the real present was uh, they gave me this letter that my uh, birth mother wrote th- to them, explaining the the family health history and uh, the reasons for the adoption and all that stuff uh... And it was a very 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 heavy um, night you know like when I'm reading that I'm crying it's like filling this hole that was there and it was very it was really important to me you know and uh, it got down to uh, the part where she talking about the possible baby daddies and yes, that was plural because it was 1979 and mommy was partying um... and there's uh... three possible candidates um, one short kinda round Irish guy um very white uh another irish guy um just another just nondescript white guy because they're all short and kind of like thick and then uh the third guy was a syrian guy um and I was like that's it that's got to be my dad and uh I'll say it's the greatest gift ever it's just there's no greater gift you can give an 18-year-old wigger than proof that he's not fully white
0: I was <laughs> like yes I knew it. I the lake of Milan, yeah.
1: Um, but, yeah, that was the first joke I wrote. And then um, this uh, most recent birthday, uh, my mom uh, got me a DNA test. And uh, I think you know where this is going. So I, I swab it in there. And, like, for 20 years, well, 19 years, 18 to 37, for, for 8, 19 years, I've been, you know, thinking that I was half Syrian, you know, um, thinking I had something little, a little spice in my milk, you know? And I um, got this DNA, and I sent it out, get it back. And uh, I'm whiter than the driven fucking snow, man. It's just Scottish, Irish, and Scottish again. It's just, it's just, it was heart- heartbreaking, man. Not that I wanted to be Syrian. I just didn't want to be white. <sighs> I had a, I had a great closing joke. Well, I don't want to call it great, but I like, I'm half Syrian, I'm half Irish. To live up to my... Heritage. I just get hammered every night and bombed frequently. You know, it could save a shit set. Sa- it's a, w- a hack premise, but hey. Um, but yeah, it's not even so much like lying to my friends all this time. Like, hey man, watch what you say around me. I'm half Syrian. I was lying to myself, and that has been my greatest tragedy, guys. Thank you so much. My name is Tommy McGuire Jr.
0: Please give it up for your host. <laughs> Tommy McGuire! Yeah, that's great. That's great. Uh, any guys' parents here have children? Any of that kind of stuff? No. I look. I mean, I just wonder because I. I look. Yeah, whatever. I look around the art on this wall, and I go, "Yep, I see this shit all the time." No, I got. We all want to tell your kids like everything they do is great. It's so wonderful, but it's not. You know, and if you keep telling them that, that's how American Idol made it into our lives. <laughs> okay, that's what I blame on it. You need to be blunt with your kids every once in a while. Not everything's the best. Thank you. Yeah, you know, you, you can do it subtly. Like what I like to do is, uh, well, my daughter came home and this piece was dope. And I was like, oh my gosh, I see like this Japanese influence. These blossoms right here, these are great. And I was like, I'm getting a frame for this. I'm getting a frame, uh, like fuck the fridge everybody i'm getting a frame i'm gonna hang this up i'm like proud of this and it it, it, it was great it was great and she appreciates it. And i was like man how what were you doing at school this day She's like, we were painting with two liter soda bottles <laughs> it's fucking awesome man <laughs> like i have no i'm like wow i i wouldn't do that why would you guys? why did you guys do that And she's like, there's not a lot of brushes in the art area. And we all had to pick a medium. And we were given these different things. And I was like, dude, so that's cool. And, you know, you try to be supportive. But then when I left for this, to come do this, my wife's like, hey, kids, I'm going to go work out. Just, you know, do what you're doing. And my daughter's watching Project Runway. Okay. Not a bad show. So my wife goes up, works out. Few minutes go by, whatever. My wife's done running, stretching. My daughter comes up there and goes, "Mom, surprise! What do you think?" And she went out into her mom's uh, fabric area with clothes, and she designed like this whole dress, like within like seconds, right? Give it up! Like having do, that's that's awesome, that's awesome. Except for like it was like she did it with like stolen shit. It's like being proud of your son that's an artist, but uses spray paint on someone else's wall, right? <laughs> like it was stealing she stole everything but made it all and she's like how are you even hold it together with a stapler and and i'm like oh that's pretty odd." She's like, you can't wear this anywhere you get stapled together what would you do and she goes i'd carry a stapler what did you say you know i think you just <laughs> the strap breaks no big deal and so they're telling me about this as they call me because this is a big deal right yeah please call me about the big stuff only and uh, I went, honey, it sounds like it's just a prototype. Tri- stop tripping. <laughs> you want it to be functional and everything? It was like a Project One Way Challenge. They edit that show. <laughs> All right, she got her piece out hella quick. Super proud of her, man, super proud of her. Because one thing they found out is um, a lot of times women are, women are least likely to take risks, A, because they're smarter, and B, because they don't have any false confidence that is, like, genetically given to white men. All right, we all think we're important, and women don't have that. And I, I, we're, we're, my wife's complaining about this, that my daughter did this, and my buddy, he's from around here, he works at Pixar. He's like, we just had a meeting about this, about and took so much joy in hearing this because it was about feminism and, and all this. And he was hearing stories, he's like, to see that you guys are producing a kid that's just going to break rules and go past boundaries for their vision, that's great. And then I said, and it's also annoying because she doesn't needs to learn how to clean up her shit when she's done and not get caught. Like, because either she's gonna be like revolutionary and change society forever, or be a dope ass criminal. But (laughs) don't get caught. Pick your shit up. Pick your shit up. All right, everybody. Our next comic coming to the stage. All right, which one am I calling up, Rebecca or Tommy? Who wants to go up? I mean, not Tommy. uh, Rebecca, (laughs) Rebecca or Isaac? Is she, uh, Rebecca, you down? Oh, everybody, please give it up for Lady New York, Miss Double R, Miss B to the Double C A, Miss Rebecca Rush. Everybody, give it up.
2: This is nice and intimate. I think I'm just gonna tell a few stories. Stand-up tragedy is the theme, right? Okay, well, that's what every all my stories are like that. But I'm like, this is how I deal with it, by talking about it like this. <laughs> I met i uh, I don't know why I'm doing that. I met a kid named Justice a few weeks ago, but it was spelled just us. Uh-huh. Which is the quickest way anybody's ever told me his mother's an alcoholic. <laughs> uh, he was the kind of guy that would have gone to this bar I used to work at. So feminism to me, it took me like a long time to figure out even what I thought it meant, because at first I was just like afraid of it, and then one summer I stopped shaving my armpits, and I'm like, that's what it means. (laughs) You know, and then I stopped, that was the same summer I stopped wearing deodorant, because I was like, I don't want to put any chemicals in my body that don't show me a good time. And, uh, but then I went and got a job at like one of those like waterfront bro bars. Like it was just under a bridge, but I was supposed to like wear a tank top, but I wasn't allowed to because of my horrible armpits, you know. So I just like wear a T-shirt and be mad about it. And I was also drinking that summer, and I am an alcoholic. Um, alcoholism does not run in my family, but it falls down the stairs, <laughs> and, like lays there in a Minnie Mouse nightgown with his bush hanging out, like. Ugh. And so, <laughs> but then I got booked to perform at Smith College. Do You guys, you heard of Smith College? It's an all female college in Northampton, Mass., which is an all female town. <laughs> 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 and I got booked, it's the lesbian capital of the universe um, outside of the actual Isle of Lesbos. But I got booked to perform at their Ju- School of Social Works Jewish Student Center. So Smith's College School of Social Works. Ju- you've never seen more delicate six pointed snowflakes. And the guy before me, like I don't know you guys from like smaller areas, like in New England, there's just like these road guys that they have an act, and that's what they have, and it doesn't matter about reading the room because there's no. O- that's just what they have. And this guy had an act, and it happened to be uh, just about rape and Hillary. Oh no. And they, I, and he, and they were just like, please no means no, please stop. And they were just like trying to clap him off stage and he just kept going. He's like, I'm doing my time. You know, I'm gonna do my act. (laughs) And eventually they clapped him off the stage and I got up like a camp counselor, you know? I'm like, I'm just gonna talk about our periods. (laughs) And it was great and I felt like really good and then I had to like leave early to go back to my shitty job that I hated, but I felt like a princess, you know? I felt like I saved the night and, which anybody could have, just by not talking about rape and (laughs) Hillary. And I didn't, I didn't have any Hillary jokes, and I just put my one, ri- it's fine. I made it work. <laughs> and uh, and I got to work, and it was like the hottest day of the year. And I had a little bit of a hangover, so I got wasted. Like, I drank a water bottle full of vodka. And then I broke into my boss's office before he got there, and I stole a tank top. And I put it on of my horrible armpits. And they were, like, long. And... Um, I started just like running around the deck. It was like a biker bar kind of but also pop collars like it was a good time. It was real packed and I started uh, I got on stage with the band and started singing Wonderwall. (laughs) It's not what they were playing. (laughs) I did that three times before I was asked to leave. I actually brought a I brought out a pitcher of water with a cigarette butt in it uh, to a family. And when they asked for another waitress, I like went back to be like, your other waitress will be right with you. Like, that's what they wanted to see uh, my fucking face ever again. And uh, and then I told my boss that he framed me because I I still think he might have. But anyways, he was like, I left there thinking I still had a job. (laughs) (laughs) That's my favorite part of the story. I was so surprised when I got fired, like later in the week, I was like, how could you? We're allowed to drink at work, but that whole time when I was like an armpit hair feminist, as I call it, I realize now like feminism is like being allowed to choose, you know? Like I choose not to stand outside with a cardboard sign, um, in the winter in New York. But the whole time, and you'll never see like an armpit hair feminist girl like who's also like random facial hair girl. Like it just doesn't go that far. Even like that brand of feminism, it just doesn't it doesn't come above here. (laughs) You know, like the older I get, like I get way more chin hairs and like I'll start like stroking one thoughtfully in public. (laughs) You know, nobody likes that. (laughs) I get a couple clear ones, like uh, they need to go. I'm pretty sure they might be white, but I'm just gonna call them clear. (laughs) You know, they they have to go and I realize it's just like any other Bush administration. You know, because it's like these terrorists are fine, right, but that's where all the oil is. (laughs) I'm gonna tell you guys a story of how I met my husband, also went to the psych ward for the first time. I know, right? It's because I was a poet in college. <laughs> That'll fuck you up. So uh, in college, I was a poet, and I was also like on Adderall. So that's the setup. And <laughs> so I thought I was gonna like bring poetry like back to the masses. You know, I was like working on this poem. I was pretty sure it was the most important poem that existed at that time. And it was going to be like the next Howl. It was going to be printed alone. It was going to make people care about poetry again, just like Adderall made me care about being productive again. <laughs> and, uh, and I didn't know that poetry open mics existed. So instead, what I would do is like go out to parties and like wait till people were drunk and be like, hey, guys, you want to go back to my house? I'll make nachos. We'll smoke bongs. And then I'd have these like poor people at my house. And I'd be like, well, you're all here. Let me read you my poetry. <laughs> so that's the setup for telling you I didn't know what to do after college besides drugs. I really didn't. And I met Crystal Meth that winter, and that was terrifying. You ever like driven to work and not been able to take your eyes off yourself? <laughs> it's terrifying. I liked it way too much. I was like, I'm gonna, I don't want to be ugly, you know? And I'd also seen this psychic who told me I'd meet my soulmate in three years. So like that winter, I was like doing coke. I was doing meth. I was just like wandering around clutching a lighter. Like, are you my soulmate? Oh! And uh, nobody was. And <laughs> but then I met this dude who was like, I'll pay for everything. And I was like, sold. You know, I was like, I'll go with you. Like I s- Well, what happened? I saw this painting in a salon that I was like, that would really help my poem. And I was like three months behind on my rent, but I was like, I must commission a painting. <laughs> I must get this artist's name. Unfortunately, like later we were married, and I found that painting like in a book. Like I thought he like thought of the idea, and that's what I fell in love. With. I was like, it was a the yin and yang of every woman. I was like, he's gonna really understand me. <laughs> no, he broke my finger once because uh, I wouldn't let go of the last bag of cocaine. So that's <laughs> that's the future from the end of this story. I used to only tell the first part. See, now that's growth. Um <laughs> But uh, I met him, I just moved in with him. Like, I hadn't paid my rent. I was like, I'm gonna get away. The meth guy was calling again. Like, I was like, I got this. You know, I'm just gonna go work on this poem with this artist, and my life's gonna be fine. And he was like, no more drugs except for weed. And I was like, got it. But then I thought, like, mushrooms are a gray area. And he worked a lot. So one day I bought a ton of mushrooms with my grocery money, and I ate them all. And then I immediately forgot that I ate them. A lot of chewing. How? I don't know. But I started watching the news, this was a while ago, and there was like a terrorist threat, and I was like sure it was for me. So then I started calling the cops. This is truly a tale of white privilege. <laughs> I called the cops and they showed up and I was like the terrorists, I thought there were, terrorists had put a bomb in the light post outside. Like, you know, c- common. And <laughs> and they were like, no, sorry. And I was like, all right, cool, like don't go upstairs, a lot of weed up there, ha ha. And they were like, okay. <laughs> And they left, and then I got lonely. I don't know. I started praying to a portrait of Biggie Smalls, and he was like, Yo, bitch, stop calling the cops. <laughs> like, that's rule zero. <laughs> and the crack commandments. Uh, I called the cops. I thought that my Coke dealer was on my front lawn with a chainsaw, and they showed up, and they're like, All right, that is your landscaper. <laughs> he doesn't speak English. I owe this Coke deal like, $40, dollars, but I was pretty sure it was a big deal, you know? <laughs> like, it felt like he was going to, like, come murder me over it. Of course it did. So I, the third time I called the cops, I cannot tell you why. Like, maybe I thought that they were putting my husband on a cross. I don't know. I was – I thought the house was lifting off at one point. Yeah, I really did. And I was, like, in Wizard of Oz. And – um. I also thought maybe terrorists were pumping, I never tell this part, but you guys are so on board, We're pumping, I'm getting more on board with myself. This was the most shameful thing that ever happened in my life for like many years. But I, I because I I really believe this and it's just really terrifying to be like, what is, like that's not, mushrooms can't do that. Like that's also you, (laughs) you know? (laughs) 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 Um, So they decided to take me to the hospital But they didn't want to scare me because it was like Connecticut, you know. And uh, so they call my parents, or my dad and my stepmom, who used to be a secretary. um, So they call them, and while we're waiting, and also when they brought me to the hospital, they asked me what drugs I had done, and I thought they meant ever, (laughs) (laughs) which is how I ended up in the psych ward because I was like everything but peyote, yeah, and (laughs) you can't test for mushrooms, and. but while we were like waiting for the ambulance or whatever, my parents, all the whole situation, there was like 30 people out in the front lawn. And I was like, I got this. Because I didn't know why we were waiting. I had no idea what was going on. But I knew there was like 30 people just standing around. So I ran inside. I came back out. And I was like, wow, we're all here. <laughs> Let me read you my poetry. I gotta tell you, they were the best crowd I've ever had. Thank you.
0: Ah, Give it up for Rebecca, everybody. Come on, a little bit more, a little bit more. Man, I miss college parties. All right, it was high school, but those were some stories right there. Gosh, mushrooms. Yeah, a lot of good comes from them, but just not for me. I think I just treat my body so bad. I mean, clearly, I don't do yoga or eat kale. So when I do mushrooms, it's like all the magical powers just tries its best to clean me out. And there's like, there's no room to clean your brain. So it's like, that's my detox. That's what I do for detox. Uh, I just started reading labels of food. I know it sounds weird, right? But when, when we got legal, I was like, okay. And I just ate this whole brownie thing. And I had a bad trip and I was like, wow, you would think. Being pre-diabetic would have warned me to read the label, and then I read the label and I said, "This is the last time I eat something without reading the label." Now, if someone could just tell me what some of these fucking words mean, I would give a shit, right? Serving size guy—he's an asshole. Not everyone has someone to share a muffin with, dick. It's one serving. It's one fucking serving. I don't like that guy. Doesn't doesn't promote sharing. (laughs) I'm sorry, I don't know where I'm going. Oh, are you guys ready for your next comic? <coughs> all right, everybody. He's all th- he's coming all the way from Oregon. Everybody, please give it up for the very funny Mr. Isaac Pendergrass. Everybody, give it up.
3: How you guys doing tonight? I said, how you guys doing tonight? <laughs> All right, all right. This is this is a part where I pretend that I'm extremely uh, confident in this set. All right. <laughs> there it is. There it is. All right, guys. Um, I'm not going to pretend that I've had a very tragic life. Uh, but we all have our ups and downs, right? And and you know that a guy that's willing to wear a bow tie in public must have been through something, all <laughs> right? <laughs> all right. But for the most part, I keep my head above water, uh, except except in this next story Uh, see when I was in high school I couldn't swim very well nobody's surprised by that (laughs) yes I was keeping up the stereotype but I found myself at this pool party uh, surrounded by all of my friends and this asshole named Derek I hated that guy honestly Uh, but my friend on that day he approached me and said, "Hey, today is a good a day to learn how to swim as any. So I'm going to teach you." In the deep end of the pool. Now, now this was my friend. He believed in me. In fact, he believed in me so much that he was willing to stake my life on his belief. You know? All right. Let's fast forward to the part you're interested in. I'm drowning, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm going down for the third time, and I'm thinking to myself, this is how it ends. I'm going to die surrounded by all of my friends and that asshole Derek. That asshole Derek jumped in and saved my life. Now, I don't know if you've ever been saved by your enemy, but instinct kicks in immediately. And just like the comic books, you have to do everything to try and thwart them. So I'm in the water, and I'm trying to drown a little faster just so just so this guy wouldn't have something to hold over my head, it didn't work. It didn't work. He succeeded uh he defeated me that day, and I had to I had to hate the guy that saved my life for the rest of the year. Uh, I was a senior. I never saw him again after that <laughs> i I succeeded no, i think I think I won that one okay uh that is until well this has nothing to do with Derek. this is a new story guys we're moving on um that is until. I was invited to have a threesome by my half brother with a pregnant lady. <laughs> 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 yes, this, hap- this is a true story, um, and it's tragic. Uh, <laughs> now, now, I know most of you are thinking, what the hell is wrong with your brother? And I concur. I I would not have sex with a woman that he had had sex with previously, much less a sex that he's a woman he's currently having sex with. Um, and the rest of you are probably thinking, well, Isaac, if she was pregnant, technically that makes it a foursome. <laughs> <laughs> and and you're right. You're disgusting, <laughs> uh, but you're right. Um, well, actually, he was my half brother. So I don't really know how the math works on that. I think you gotta like carry the two or something. <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> but anyway, uh, the that night, you know, bonds were forged on a dark road, a dark dirt road in South Carolina. And I, <laughs> before I go any further, I didn't accept, <laughs> I did not, you could probably tell by the self, the little self-respect I still have, I did not accept the offer, uh, but I was in the car. Um, and <laughs> and just because I didn't participate didn't mean that anything didn't happen. Um, but but bonds were forged because there were there were two people in that car that didn't really want to be there. They didn't really have a choice in the matter. And and I often wonder what happened to that baby. You know, because that was almost 21 years ago. That that baby could be here tonight. <laughs> um, I don't think. Nah, she was black man I'm sorry <laughs> it wasn't you um, <laughs> I'm sorry guys <laughs> but yes that that was a tragic experience for me a very very tragic uh, but let's move on to the next one which uh, actually concerns a baby that I actually am responsible for yes my the, the birth of my first daughter well I'm sorry my only daughter thank you uh, thank you Thank you very much. Uh, Have you guys ever heard of a push present? Nobody's heard of a push present. Good. All right. I'm going to tell you something here tonight you hadn't heard before. Well, a push present apparently is a gift that you give uh, the lady that has labored in the bearing of your child to show how much you appreciate what she's done for you. Therefore, the push present. All right. Uh, Well, I I had no idea what a present was, so about eight years ago, after my daughter was born, my wife pulled me to the side and said, uh, you know, you're supposed to get me something for having the baby, and I was like, (laughs) right, you know, I thought, I seriously thought it was a joke. It was an attempt to get a gift out of me, um, and I I don't think that little of my wife, but at that moment, I really thought that she just wanted a gift. And so I, I didn't believe. I was like, yeah, okay, right. But she says, no, I'm serious. you said, this is something that you do. I was like, really? People do that? And she said, yeah. Um. But then I, I said the cutest thing I've ever said in my life. I said, uh, but I gave you the baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it was, it was in that moment that I realized that I may not be as good of a person as my mama said I was. You know. <laughs> Actually, I don't want to. I don't want to take any credit for that. My wife actually brought me to that conclusion. Uh, for three hours, she brought me to that conclusion, and every year on my daughter's birthday, she continues to bring me to that conclusion. You guys don't seem to be into my family life as much as I would like you to be. So, um, let's move on to another story about my family. Um, <laughs> All right, this this was a, you guys into magic tricks? Yeah? I'm not going to do any, but I used to do them for my daughter. And just, just little things. I'd pull quarters from behind her ear. I'd make things appear and disappear. And uh, so she got used to it. And I actually got used to the feeling of accomplishment of these little tasks. I mean, y- you know the look on a kid's face when you do something like that. It's a, It's amazing. And so it was something that was a big deal for me. Uh, but one day she ran up to me with tears in her eyes. She was only about three or four years old uh, and just crying. And I, asked, I said, what's wrong? She's like, I, I lost my stickers, the stickers she'd gotten from Trader Joe's. Uh, and, you know, those things are important to kids. I don't know why, but uh, they're very important. And she was crying, and I tried to calm her down. But then she asked me, she said, Dad, can you use your magic to bring my stickers back? <laughs> Panic! I mean, this was this was the first time I'd been, I'd been confronted with the lie that I'd been pushing, and there, there was no way that I could bring those stickers back. I spent half the night looking in the garage, in the car, trying to find those stickers, and I found them. But then I was confronted with a, another moral dilemma: Do I end this facade now, or? I keep it going and told her that I brought it back with my magic my daughter still believes in magic <laughs> to this day <laughs> because some things you sh- just shouldn't take from kids I don't think you should take that from a kid alright Um. by the way who put these paintings up? Is it a male or female? Female okay because I'm, I'm going to go look for her me too post on Facebook <laughs> <laughs> this is some disturbing shit <laughs> <laughs> that is terrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, last last joke here, guys, and I'm going to leave you with this. Um, I, this this is a tragedy for me because I recently ruined my childhood. Just this morning, I was, uh, yeah, I was watching uh, the '78 version TV version of the Incredible Hulk on on the uh, hotel TV. Uh, Do you guys know who the real superheroes are? It's uh, today's special effects department. (laughs) Yeah. It was terrible. I mean, I know the Incredible Hulk is not real, but this really ruined it for me. In this particular episode, the Incredible Hulk was fighting a bear in a river. The bear was losing, but the river was winning. (laughs) (laughs) The, The paint had washed off of the Hulk's face, uh, you could actually see the Caucasian around the edge of his clothing, and and if you look closely enough, through his wet shirt, I could read Lou Ferrigno's name on his driver's license. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was terrible. And do you, you know who probably hates, really hates the special effects department? The regular effects department. Yeah, those guys don't get any shine whatsoever. <laughs> All right, I think that is my time. Is that right, Pam? All right. Thank you very much Give it up one
0: more time for Isaac come on come on Man we grew up different Not really I Don't know I feel like he's like one of my brothers that would like dress way too good for no reason. I don't know. I thought of something else while he was up here, but uh, again, this is uh, the Jenner Davis stand-up tragedy show. She's the one that does all the artwork. Give it up. <laughs> this has been this has been a great experience for me, everybody. I want to thank you for uh, accepting me. Thank you for including me in this. It's been an honor for me. Uh, it's meant a whole lot. And uh, are you guys ready for your next comic? <laughs> All right, everybody, please put your hands together. Came here all the way from Tacoma. Give it up for Jess Everett.
4: Sorry. Sir, you have a very soothing voice that I could listen to for the rest of my life. I just wanted to tell you that. <laughs> I, would, I would enjoy that. Uh, I'll talk about sad stuff. Got some <laughs> I guess I got some sad stories. Uh, so when I was like 16, one time my mom died. <laughs> uh, like all the way, all the way dead. She's still dead. It's crazy. It's like <laughs> whole one-time one, one time deal. Uh, but so she died, and we were like, oh, no, you know. Uh, and she wanted to be, uh, well, we were like afraid of dead bodies. So we were like, I'm uh, gonna burn it. Uh, so we cremated her into very tiny pieces. Uh, and then we were like gonna put her, she wanted to be put in the ocean and we, we really wanted to do that for her. But like we just couldn't get our schedules together, my brother and my sister and I. Uh, so she was sat in my sister's closet in her home for like three years. And then she had kids because that's what people do to try to fix their marriage is they have some kids. Uh, So then mom got bumped to the garage for a bit, another three years. About six years we waited to spread her ashes. And uh, finally, I was like 22 or something, uh, we got together and we scheduled a day. But we couldn't do like a full day gig. Couldn't make it all the way out to the ocean. We live like four hours away or something. And that's how much time we didn't have uh, for our mother. So we, <laughs> we decided to settle on, you guys know the Puget Sound? The Puget Sound. So we decided we'd all meet at the Puget Sound because, you know, we figured we'd get there eventually. We put her, put her in the Puget Sound because tides and whatnot. I don't know how water works, but they're connected somehow. Uh, so we all met there and we're like, you know, it's kind of an awkward situation, but we decided my sister's going to pour the ashes because she's oldest or drew the shortest straw. Or I don't know how we decided that, but uh, so the thing about ashes is like we didn't get an urn because we're not like, you know, the type to display you're like <laughs> uh, there's mom on the mantle or whatever. Uh, so they just come in a, in a bag in a box, like a cardboard box with a plastic bag in there. And so uh, my sister, like, we open the box, and she pulls the bag out. And what they do on the bag is they put, like, a name, typically of the person, you know, whose ashes it is. And, uh, like, she pulled it out. And, you know, like when bags are twisted up, they kind of spin when you hold them up. it spun around, and then it was very much not our mother's name. It was (laughs) not old mom. Don't know (laughs) who it was. Uh, But we're like, well, we can't, like, take them back, you know, six years later. I don't know what the return policy is on ashes, but (laughs) kind of stuck with these ashes, not taking them back home. Uh, So we decided to spread them, you know, maybe they wanted to go in the ocean or something. So my sister, she's like, I'm not going all the way out into the water for some stranger, you know. So she just rolled her jeans up, like, knee-high, and kind of like tiptoed out into the water a bit and dumped the bag of ashes out. And the water was still very shallow here. uh, And I don't know if this was a large man or just bodies in general make quite a bit of ashes, but the ashes uh, made sort of a pile, like uh, above the surface of the water. So he's like half in the water and half out, uh, like an island of, of sorts, this person was. Uh, and we were thinking, like, well, you know, maybe the tide come in and you know, take care of that situation. It was low tide, or high tide. High tide. It was high tide, so nothing was going to happen. Uh, so I grabbed a stick for my sister, and I said, you know, we gotta, we're gonna, just gonna have to stir them in. Gotta <laughs> st- we gotta stir them in. So we did. She she went out and she just kind of did one of these numbers and mixed them up. Uh-huh. And now I can't drink chocolate (laughs) milk story the first that's (laughs) uh and then so later in life uh actually just what like four years ago five years ago some some time ago i ended a nine-year relationship and uh i wanted to do it sooner like Like, at least a day and seven years sooner. But uh, we got a cat, and I like the cat. So I'm like, "Ah, I'll stick around for the cat. And then just kind of convinced myself I was happy for the rest of whatever the math is that equals nine. Uh, But one night, uh, I was especially not into what was happening, and we had been drinking together. And we were in the backyard, and we had a fire pit. We were were sitting by the fire drinking, chain-smoking. And uh, I decided, well, this is as good a time as any. It was like 2:30 in the morning, June 1st. It was like th- right at the very beginning of the month. Um, so I I said, let we should break up, probably, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and she did not agree, but I I was I was firm with it. Uh, and so it was. I mean, I was sad too. You've been with somebody for nine years, even if you don't really like them, you still have some sort of connection. Uh, you know bills and <laughs> things like that, financial. Uh, but so we're crying and drinking, and uh, she decided she's gonna go to bed, and I just d- I was like, well, I guess I'll just stay up then. Uh, so I drank the rest of the beer that we had, and I'm like, well, I should probably hit the hay. Uh, it's been a been a long night. So I go inside, and then I s- I started to realize, well, like she's in the bed. So what we, you know what's the protocol for that if you're like not together anymore uh, but fucking my bed that was my bed so like I'm going to sleep in the bed so what I did was I climbed uh, on top of the covers she under the covers I got on top of the covers and then did like a head to feet sort of thing you know like a sleepover and I held her sh- I held her legs and cried into her shins I cried myself to sleep <laughs> into her shins uh and then we continued to live together for four months after that <laughs> and uh that you know that was that was weird uh the one month into that actually like exactly a month uh, the month anniversary of our breakup we were drunk again around the very same fire uh because you know my memories and <laughs> uh we ended up spending the evening together romantically and uh and then i woke up the next morning and i was like oh that was that was a mistake uh so more crying (laughs) and then a week after that i was at work and i got a message from her and she was like you should come home and i was like oh fuck." Uh, so i went home and she said i am very much pregnant sir uh so um, we were very formal very formal the two of us uh so uh science so we don't have the kid i don't have a kid because science is a miracle um and then still live together for, for and then she got a boyfriend oh sad times for old jess <laughs> she's she's moved on and then and then you know you like you don't you don't know what she got till it's gone sort of thing and then i tried and tried to get her back and then it didn't happen But now I take care of her cats. The same cat. We got another cat. Not. I got my cats mixed up. (laughs) Uh, We had two cats. But now I I feed the cats when she's away, because we're still cool. Like you get over things, you know. I got a girlfriend now. Very happy. Very happy. So happy. Um, And then, okay. So after that breakup, how much time do I have left? I got some stories. One minute? Okay. I could. I could. So after that, I'm, I finally got my own place, and then I found out that I have multiple sclerosis, <laughs> several, like 30 of them. I'm like, l- I'm lousy with sclerosis. <laughs> uh, so now I got a wonky blind eye, and that, that never come back because it's scar tissue. I can't see out of that. No good. Um, but still able to drive. And... I take a lot of vitamins for that and have to eat healthy. It's disgusting. Everything I eat is disgusting. I can't have sugar or anything unless I'm partying, then oh will look out, a lot of sodas. Um, and then I guess I'll end it with I found out about a year ago that it is very much possible to have a warrant and not know it for like 13 years. <laughs> um, So I am nine months through my 18 months of probation. So (laughs) I guess that's it. I guess that's it. Bye, everybody.
0: Hey, come on, everybody. Give it up for yourselves. Give it up for the art that's on the wall. Give it up for... Give it up for this show, Stand Up Tragedy. Uh, Thank you so much. My name is Jay Wook. Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much, Pam. It's been a blast. And uh, Stay tuned. There's some more dope comics and more dope shows coming up, man. Thank you guys so much.
5: Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft, without a pattern? we we'll gather around...
6: let's watch a full-length movie with Mike Spiegelman Mine! here on muniradio.fm where we stream live every Sunday at 2 p.m. today is November 10th 2019 and my name is Mike Spiegelman November 4 no <laughs> let's try this again today is Sunday November 10th 2019 <laughs>
5: How do you do that? You just have a time machine. It's great. I love it.
6: Don't call attention. This is pre-recorded. I'm here uh, live in the studio, in the flesh, Carl. Right.
7: And I'm in Georgia at a wedding. <laughs> That's where you're
6: going to be. Well, we want to welcome you to the show. How do I explain... The, how do we explain the premise?
7: Mm, hmm. Right. Yes. What is? I mean, you hear, let's watch a full-length movie on YouTube, and you just don't know... You what does think, it
6: mean? man, I should rip that idea off. Well, go ahead. I dare you. <laughs> You're not the first. We
5: stole it first. Yeah.
6: We, we, we came up with the idea to steal it first. Uh, but you did. Enough bitter grapes. We're going to watch a full-length movie on YouTube. The idea is that these are movies that we read about. We never got to see until they got posted on YouTube. Some of them are so special that it's impossible to watch on your own. They're so bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, hey, uh, not to change the subject, what movie are we watching today? Wait,
5: aren't you going
7: to do the
5: L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T blogspot.com and all that?
6: Yes. We want you to subscribe our podcast, so go to your podcast machine. Simply type in L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's the name of our Twitter account. That's the name of our YouTube account. Uh, Our Facebook is Let's Watch Full Length Movie on YouTube. And we're on Blogspot. Let's watch full length movie on YouTube YouTube.blogspot.com. Not been uh, updated. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what we'll can I tell you about that? So, uh, Carl, what is the movie we're going to watch today? Try, stop delaying okay. it. Let's watch this already.
7: All right. We are going to watch Cars Life 2. It's C-A-R apostrophe S Life 2. Uh and I recommend Night Owl. All right, three let's see.
6: L's. Ooh. Okay, there's Night Owl, three L's. Cars Life 2 from DVD RIP. Mm-hmm. So many things wrong with that. <laughs> for
7: a movie, in parentheses, Cars Life 2, apostrophe S, and hosted by Night Owl. No. Owl.
6: Now, i got to say that I know this movie because it is a staple if you have premium cable. And you have like the multiple channels, they they tend to fill out the day by airing, not A Bug's Life, not Cars 2, (laughs) A Car's Life 2. Right. Oh my God, that sounds so
7: odious.
6: (laughs) Oh boy. So you watched this, huh? Oh yeah. And you took meticulous (laughs) notes.
7: I took notes, all right.
6: This movie is like the bottom of the pile. Like i I, I have a, I have a movie in my mind which will be our final movie, but this would mm-hmm. be our penultimate movie in my list of things. You know, like we're wrapping it up. We just don't give a shit. Let's watch A Car's Life. <laughs> oh man.
7: Well, we've watched Godfather Father. We've watched Terminator. We've, we've got. Yeah, we that. watched
6: some good movies, but
7: mm-hmm. not tonight.
6: This ain't one of them Oh, speaking of which, I accidentally hit the wrong button. Uh, as we chit-chat, I'm getting ready to uh, get our countdown prepared. I should have done this before I walked in. Wouldn't that be better? There's so many different yeah, movie yeah. choices on yeah. here. Well, oh, I did it again. I keep hitting futz.
7: Let's watch it. A-
6: we don't want to watch futz. <laughs> Butts is one of the movies that's on our YouTube channel. But well, we have. Yeah. We're going to do the countdown. Normally we do this in person with Paul Brumbaugh, the uh, mm-hmm. uh, able-bodied mouth breather before us, but he is the not countdown here. Countdown King. So uh, the I got a demo. So, so let's listen to the Countdown Kings Paul's intro, and when he gives you the cue, go ahead. We want you to get Cars Life 2 ready. You have Buffered it paused. Up. Buffered up. Zero, 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 zero. And when Paul gives you the go-to, go to it. As soon as we're done buffering. All
5: right, so let's get this started.
6: I am, I am ready. It a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready
5: to Brumbaugh. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to Brumbaugh.
1: Okay, so let's get ready to Brumbaugh. And now... What you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the Countdown King himself. Would you please welcome Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All
5: right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, three
6: two, one, one go. go. All right, thank you, Paul Brumbaugh.
7: We are launched.
6: Yes. Spark plug. It looks like a pile of poop on top of pancakes. <laughs> <laughs>
7: On top of pancake.
6: Yeah, where else would Poop be? Oh, this looks uh, real. This, I thought this was an animated movie. This is real life. Wow.
7: Here comes our hero, the not red lot, car.
6: Not a lot of traffic today.
7: Well, the interstate isn't coming through, you see. And that's going to be part of the... Uh, okay.
6: The to speed gonna speed come through. No,
5: oh no. Everyone speeds. Really? No. She's gonna learn sooner or later.
6: These are cars talking, by the way. This isn't like puppets. Oh. They're driving like four miles per hour. Yeah, cause Dad wants
7: to You'll go the
6: speed limit. Fast, uh so let's uh you've seen the movie Cars, maybe Cars Two, Cars 3 mm-hmm. 40, no. The logic between the the world is is baffling, right? Yeah, I'm sure. Like <laughs> they have these uh, racing lots where the bleachers are can fit parked cars. Right. And one car has a, of course, one famous car has a mattress tied to its top. For who? So. I,
7: I couldn't tell you, but. See, if there was no Cars movie, no Cars 2 movie, no Cars 3 movie, this movie would not exist because this guy, his name is Michael Shelf, and he's CEO of Sparkplug Entertainment. And he basically, whatever Pixar's doing or whatever the animated hit is, he makes his own titled version. It's his own movie, right. but with the same title.
6: So can I guess uh, a couple? A,
7: with a knockoff title.
6: Can I guess a couple of his movies?
7: Oh, okay. So.
6: Um, you have
7: an ant's life what's that based on a bug's life you have spider's web a pig's tail (laughs) 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 that's right charlotte's web is it charlotte's web you have a pig's um, tail you you
6: you have plan
7: b plan b
6: oh that's when he knocked up his wife and they weren't really expecting to have kids
7: so she took this pill right (laughs) Well, of course, that's the B movie. There's Piper Penguin and his fantastic flying machines.
6: Wait, wait, back up. Plan B is a
7: ripoff of the B movie? Yeah, (laughs) B-E-E, 2007. Ooh. There's Frankie Stein. Uh Uh-huh. This is Frankie Weenie. There's Operation Dalmatian. Is
6: it that 101 Dalmatians?
7: Toys going wild. Oh,
6: yeah, that's where uh, Woody takes his shirt off. Yeah, that's right. For the Adventures beads. of
7: Scooter the Penguin and me, Christmas. I don't know. He's just—he's uh, shameless about it. He's not embarrassed about it at all. Oh, well, I mean, kids gotta be got entertained. Deals. It's Walmart and Kmart. You already mentioned uh, Stars Premium Cable Channel. Yeah,
6: I saw this movie like every hour on the hour, mm-hmm. which is yep. baffling because there's nothing to look at. I know. <laughs> God damn it, Dad. Can't you fucking pull over? (laughs) Oh, Sparky, the language.
7: Yeah, it's Sparky. That's exactly right. And Sparky is actually played uh, by by somebody... uh, No, by a big deal. The rest of them are nobodies.
6: Sparky's a big deal?
7: Yes. Sparky was... uh, Her name is Corrine. Corrine Orr. Corrine? And she was (laughs) Trixie and Speed Racer in the 60s. Oh no shit She's been on over 200 animated movies a 1,000 commercials She's the Snuggie You know, fabric softener, Snuggy the bear She's Oh Snuggie.
6: yeah, I want to hug that bear so fucking much <laughs> that I can't even tell you
7: Yeah. You talking about the he, fabric he, softener bear? Great. Oh my yeah.
6: god I just, the way he laughs I just want to squeeze the shit out of that
7: bear. Stop
6: it, you're suffocating me Mike <laughs> Oh you're my favorite talking bear
7: <laughs> Not just Trixie, but she was also uh, Speed's little brother Spurtle, oh, yeah. and all the female voices oh. in that show.
6: So she wasn't good enough to be Racer X then, huh? Or other his other brother?
7: She has a female voice. She was featured as an announcer in the live action film. She wasn't oh. Trixie.
6: Have you seen the live, live action. action movie? <laughs> That's right. I
7: have seen it. It was fun.
6: It's two hours. Fucking I just know. relentless.
7: It did. You're right about that. I I say it was fun, and it was in retrospect. But during it, it was like, is this thing gonna end? It's numbing.
6: It's so numbing. It's like bright colors and flashiness, and I just get like
7: yeah, yeah. That track was like that track was great the first fifteen minutes, uh, right? It was right. a big show. But then when you were in it over and over and but over, but they
6: would they would do the same effects as from the cartoon show, and you go, hey guys, this is like an hour and forty minutes into this movie. Enough. Enough. You should it in the first five minutes.
7: Stop. Uh, all we're missing right now is grouchiness between the father and son. Um, the father is, you know, the father loves the son, uh, but the son just him and drives him crazy. He wants to drive fast. He wants Route 40 to come through because he can drive fast on the high, on the highway. Right. So basically the father's saying, okay, you want independent Take this side road and meet us at the gas station. And here's a joke turtle. We'll see this turtle. A
6: hundred million times, huh? Will he ever cross the road? <laughs> yes. Oh, never mind. There's a the joke. gas station. It's the cars. That's the what? cars. That's where cars. Cars. That's,
7: That's where they gas up. Fifty years.
6: This um, fifty years, this gas pump, this animatronic gas pump has been sticking his shit into cars. <laughs>
7: That's right. Uh,
6: Hang on, I'm not done yet. I said I'm not Uh, done yet. Pump,
7: pump, pump. Uh, Right now he's banging the sheriff.
6: (laughs) Uh, It's always gulp, gulp, thank you, bub. (laughs) (laughs) Hey,
7: there's this um, bad car named Diesel, and there's a running gag throughout. They will go to report Diesel. Like, they'll call the police, and it's like, Well, I'm not here right now. Leave a message with this stereotypical Irish voice. Oh, the Irish cop. Yeah. And then the answering machine goes, beep, leave your message. And then it's like, thank you for leaving a message. It cuts them off. The running joke. (sighs) Fucking cops. This uh, this girl here is in love with uh, another car. And another car is in love with the girl. So there will be a subplot throughout in which he wins the girl over.
6: Why is there a fucking landline lying on the asphalt?
7: I know. And when the phone rings, he goes, hello. He doesn't pick up the phone. He just starts talking to it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You'll see. Well, maybe you won't because we're not really going to listen very much. Okay, so here's the boss. The dad is the boss. And And the the yellow car is like... Yeah. The yellow car is the young daughter. The good the good
6: child. Right, the good child,
7: because she's still little.
6: Yeah, but Sparky's an asshole. We're, we're giving up right. on Sparky. He's the
7: 15-year-old, 16-year-old.
6: Ah, uh, the worst. When cars turn 15, they're so fucking obnoxious. <laughs> <enuncias.
7: laughs> That's exactly
6: right. <laughs> hey, so this is a cartoon, huh? Car... <laughs> it's Wolfman Jack. I'm playing
7: on your cartoons. <laughs> playing some cartoons. We just mentioned Wolfman Jack in the last one. I the know, I brought it up. Love.
6: Well, yeah. I, if you are listening sequentially, last week we promised that this week's movie would have been a different cartoon called Tarzan Shame of the Jungle. Yeah. Did we watch the trailer? We're not. We're not even going to bother. It's just so racist. It's racist. You know, you mm-hmm. can't do can't do a parody of Tarzan apparently without just going full on racist.
5: Well, it was
7: 75, 1975, so that was more acceptable. Right. People would still get up in arms, but the majority.
6: Oh, you're being sensitive. You know, you're, you're, so. it's parody of the stereotypes that type of uh, bullshit. Right, it's a parody of the
7: stereotypes. We're making fun of it as much as you.
6: We grew up on Tarzan That's movies. That's not the truth. There is another no. animated uh, Tarzan movie from that that time period which I think another like comedy celebrity did the voices for, but mm-hmm. and I can't watch it. Like some movies like this is intriguing. You got cars, and you got telephones, and you got pumps. You get everything you (laughs) need in a movie. But that was just like, it just looked like George of the Jungle. Not real. I like George of the Jungle.
7: Okay, I want you to know that this blue car is the banker. Oh. And the father's apologizing for not paying the mortgage on time. Just things have been tough. Things have been tough. And so we're just getting set up for things are tough and there's a bank involved.
6: I thought this was a kid's movie. Why are cars talking about mortgages?
7: Well, that's one of the weird things about this Michael Schlepp. Um, He is making kids films, but he doesn't do the boundaries of nicey-nice stuff. As a matter of fact, in our Act 3, you know, Tick and Time Bomb moment, uh, the the peril is that they're going to die. Ooh, cool. Yeah. So I listened to something called Bear Lizard Radio, and they were actually complimenting this Michael Schlepp. They called him an archo-capitalist of filmmakers who has no boundaries. Um, Great, I'll tell you that. He's good at making them bad. He's shameless because you know what he's knocking off. But he makes extremely complex villains, and he does dark, dark children's stories. Characters die, they get mutilated, uh, and they're praising that. Well, and, and one thing they praise is that even though it's, it's the title is a knockoff, it is their own story.
6: I guess so. I don't really see much of a story. Here's our turtle
7: friends. I oh, it's living. They're right. And here's the um, good, the good car, the good kid. The, the, oh yeah, the good kid. Yeah, and she is looking for a ramp, and right now she's like too small.
6: Too big. Letting, so there happens to be doors lying around and rocks. Yeah. Yeah.
7: And she's like, and no, she's that's gonna Goldilocks work. find one that's just right."
6: Oh, uh, there's that turtle. Fucking kid.
7: I guess this is Arizona. Is it? I, it could it's be not a part Nevada, of Arizona, Colorado, Arizona, New Mexico. What's but it? I think it's Arizona.
6: It's like bedrock. Down in bedrock. Bam, bam, bam. This is the Flintstones neighborhood. They just built a gas station.
7: (laughs) No, everything would be made out of rocks. There's no metal in Flintstones world.
6: Is there anything else (laughs) happening in this town other than this gas station? Uh,
7: We don't see it. There is the bank. There is the police station. Uh And The hospital uh,
6: where they resuscitate. (laughs)
7: <laughs> okay, finally, uh, the teenager who took the sh- long cut, is that the opposite of a shortcut? Yes. Finally is getting home, and he's like, oh, I'm tired. I need a car <laughs> wash.
6: Oh, uh, I need a car job, if you know what it's a rib job. What? Wink, 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 A rib job for my asshole. I mean, asshole. I'm not very good at this innuendo. oh <laughs> Uh, a bunch of gear, metalheads, gearheads.
5: I'm a hybrid. <laughs> oh, right. do
7: you your coaching so far?
5: It's great. I'm at the nicest out of Route 9.
7: Okay, so he has fallen in love uh-huh. with the girl who's in love with another guy. It seems like Shaft or something like that. And he's new in shaft? town because they're building a ramp to a- I-40, which the father is not happy about. And the kid loves because there will be a... So he's saying, you're taking too long of a shower. And he the, he was a jerk, and he turned on the cold water on his nice kid.
6: Sometimes you got to do that, you know. I guess so. Yeah, listen, when your kid's in the car wash for too long, you got to change the water to cold.
7: Now, they're having a fight now because the kid wants a GPS. And he's like, oh, you kids, with your newfangled devices. And what he's saying is a GPS person, knows where they're going, but not where they are, like, you know, like with GPS, you know, make a left, and you make a left, but you're ignorant to where you are, you're not going to remember next time you go, so he's doing old school, and the and the son is doing his smart, let's give it a listen first. All right. Well, that'll be easier
5: soon. They're building an access rent to I-40. Really? Aren't Why not? What are you doing? Here? Okay,
7: here's the bad guy. It's a woman named Diesel. She has camouflage army Jeep and she's got guns. Nice. <laughs>
6: well, it's very important to be uh, to be holding a weapon. As so she's causing
7: trouble. She's saying, like, you should ra- get your own okay, here the phone rings. <laughs>
5: Officer Clutch, I need to talk to you right this away. Is your message after the
7: tone. Diesel's back. And this time she... That's the running gag. Can never leave a message for the police officer and the cop never checks his messages. So Diesel is here to stir up trouble and she's saying to Sparky, you know, hey, why don't you get a job and get your own money and you can raise a cheek right to the Father's face and you don't have to listen to this old uh this old fossil well,
5: let's listen and buy one yourself excellent idea I'm starting a new business oh. is that Snuggles work for me
6: no mm. no
7: Sparky can work here I can't Sparky is Snuggles
3: I'll pay you 40 bucks a day wow okay
5: then but Sparky remember when you
6: Anymore. Yes Give me call. Boo Bad car
7: So she's the temptress so,
5: What's my job Well you can... Rib
7: job mm-hmm. No that's the dad
6: Oh yeah He wouldn't say that it's only me. Right Whoa it it's daytime it. already And it's not tomorrow. since the jerk Has I seen such funny oil cans and I guess
7: it, Yeah, that was funny
6: He
5: there, hates those he cans they are defective
6: One of the movies you can see on YouTube And I talked about it on my brother's podcast Called Probably Resents Hardly Working with Jerry Lewis Which I think after oh. The Jerk came out He said, you know what, I'm the fucking king I can make my own movie And he had right. his own working at, at a mechanic uh, Oil can bit And came out the same year his bit is that he knocks over the cans. Mm-hmm. And the owner looks at him.
7: I really like how Jerry Lewis made that transition from uh, goofy guy to angry old person.
6: You mean on screen you or, know what I mean?
7: or backstage? <laughs> well, you know, he was such a jerk. We yeah. all know. Okay, this is a very explosive can of... I
5: don't know why they have it around. It's explosive.
6: Be careful! Oh, right, because it has a big exclamation point. And what's with the circle and, and X? Is that like a PlayStation controller? I don't
7: think so. I think it just means danger. Uh-oh. Oops. Oops. He flung his...
6: Sparky. You
5: almost hit the explosive, Sparky. See,
6: you see that? There's an uh, X button and a green circle oh,
7: button.
6: Oh, that's the car wash. Oh. Oh, right. Circle for go and X for stop.
7: Yeah, they're big cars. They can't really... I mean, never mind that the... How do okay, they build all this are... shit? Oh,
6: there's the phone of mine.
7: Hello,
5: Gas and go. Excuse me. Help! I got that part. Your name? I'm Bumper. I ran out of gas. Oh,
0: I'm sorry. Where are you?
7: In, in I think he of sounds of, like John Mulaney. Let's see. The
5: <laughs> Pines campsite?
7: Yeah, you ever notice?
6: He doing his act. Yeah, that's a weird telephone. They don't have to pick it up, and it's loud. Nope. How did, like, right. does the car have a car phone? Yes, there are car phones, yes. So he didn't drive inside a glass phone booth. I <coughs> so many questions, Carl.
7: Okay, so right now uh, somebody is stuck, and they've run out of gas, and they're at this campsite. So instead of doing the job himself, the father thinks, I'll give my son some responsibility and you can go rescue him. Yeah. Bad so right idea. now, he's giving him the directions to the campsite. Which and Sparky the doesn't give will. a shit. Yeah, whatever, dad. No, Sparky cares very much. He's going to go help somebody. Sparky's And got he's a listening gap to his th- father. It's a chance to prove himself to his dad.
6: Uh, what's the point? His dad's an alcoholic.
7: not a gasaholic. He's a total gas. Do you see the way he
6: drives? Trash.
7: You smell like gas, Dad. You're embarrassing.
6: I'm an adult car. I can drink what I want. You want to talk
7: about embarrassing. Now, Uh. there's the ad for the GPS. Only $400. And he's like, $400. Bummer.
6: This is is the second... uh, uh, billboard we saw, and the other one just had the number two on it.
7: Yeah, and this one just said three ninety nine with no explanation. <sighs> okay, so here's the first part of the directions: make okay. a right, go down a short road, uh-huh. and then make another right to the campground. But wait a minute, the Two Pines Campground sign says go to the left. Now he's like, Ah, oh, if I only had a GPS. Who do I listen to, the sign or my father? And guess what he picks? His father. In- incorrect. Oh, uh, here we
6: go. The wrong turn signal.
7: Yeah. See, he's he's that's uh, the director's way of showing us that he's conflicted.
6: Oh, it's the evil truck ladies. So he changed. Right. The- yes.
7: Yeah. She changed diesel. She changed the sign. <sighs> It Lisa li- was in. Um, her name's Jean Richard. She was in Max Saves the World, 2014. Uh-huh. She was in The Royal Heist, 2017. Well, and then she was Royal in these Heist. Cars Life things.
6: Yeah. So I guess there's more than two, right? And there must have been a real Cars Life one. I was, right. I just imagine this film was like called The Cars Life Two, to maximize confusion, and there was no. No, so com-
7: it was when Cars Two came out, and when Cars Three comes out, there is a Cars Life Three. Wow. Yeah. Oh, well, thank
6: God for everyone involved. There's no Cars 4.
7: <laughs> wait, wait. There's, oh, no, I'm thinking of Toy Story.
6: <laughs> yeah. Toy Story, the trilogy that has a fourth movie?
7: Thanks. Right. The fourth trilogy. The fourth trilogy.
6: Listen, if you were, like, okay. if you were, uh, I don't know, Tom Hanks and this Tim Allen, and this comes around once the he's going to do the sequels, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
7: Yeah. Okay, this car here is the car that, that Sparky was supposed to save, and he's getting filled up now. Diesel has opened her own gas station across the street. I'll get you, Diesel.
6: Oh, my God, this movie is to be yawn. So there's nothing to see other than a new gas station that opened across
7: the street. This car just gassed up, but he's not feeling so good. He's got indi- She's got indigestion and uh, burping. There's something wrong with the gas. He
6: cut it with he, baby it, laxative.
7: Diesel, <laughs> and Diesel's like, no, no. I'm sure it's just. It's indigestion. not thin at all. You'll be
6: fine. Mm-hmm. Wow. She has
7: guns. It's a kid show. She has guns.
6: Well, a lot of cars growing up in Arizona
7: has guns on it. <laughs> Mounted in the a rear mount, to <laughs> shoot enemies as you drive. Away. Again,
6: like cars, who the fuck builds these billboards and puts up the poster? Cars. Uh, I don't buy it. And, I
7: know. Me neither.
6: Have you ever seen the Disney movies Planes? Disney's Planes. Yeah. Is Is it better than Cars Life Two? Uh,
7: yeah. Wow. But it was a ripoff of Cars. When When Cars came out, uh. Planes suddenly showed up. Never mind that there had been that uh, that kids' show, JJ, right? JJ, the plane.
6: Oh. Was that a Disney show? I don't think
7: so. It took place in Terrytown, New York. That doesn't sound like Disney to me. Right. It was based okay, on. A, so
6: it was grounded in real, in real life? No, thank you.
7: <laughs> so, right now, uh, the car tried to chat up the girl he likes and she was like I'm waiting for a call from my boyfriend and she split wow okay so now spark comes home and he's like there was no two pines campsite and Uh, uh, the dad is like disappointed disappointed disappointed
6: yeah well dads are allowed to be disappointed Mm -hmm. (laughs) mhm maybe if you weren't as a disappointment son (laughs)
7: Now, uh, this Michael Schlapp, he started as an executive producer on some TV shows like Mansers on Spike TV. You probably heard of that. Uh, He did Viking, the ultimate obstacle course on ESPN.
6: Ooh, fake sports.
7: He did a Discovery Science Channel 1. uh, And he did a sci-fi channel... Case with a dollar sign for the S huh. and a reality TV show called Tilt, but then he fell in love with uh, ripping off animated, yeah, ripping off anime, other animated.
6: He's just like typing in the dialogue into the computer and the computer's just spitting it out for him.
7: So now he's talking to the banker, like, I just got fired from my father's job, I need a job. He goes, Why don't you? Go to the I-40 construction place. Turtle time. Turtle time.
6: So there are other animals.
7: Yes. Yeah. And you'll see... Well, I don't know. The turtle's certainly one. But the good child has found her ramp. And she's doing a Goldilocks thing again. This rock is too big. This rock is too <laughs> small. This rock is just right. Uh. The turtle's up. like, just like, right, right for what? Yeah,
6: like, who? Is he's obsessed with this ramp. Just let it go.
7: Here's the I 40 ramp, and Sparky is friends with the uh, jilted. His name's Bumper. Um, I guess they saved a little money because. No, this guy's Zipper. Zipper. Uh, Jim Woods plays Clinch, Clutch, Rivet, and Zipper. And all of his credits are are spark plug movies.
6: Good for him. He probably animates too. He's like, I brought the coffee, Michael. Great, great, get in the studio.
7: You're right. When you you see the credits for who was the animators, Michael Schlepp is one of them.
6: I can't believe a producer of a sci-fi show would make something so bad.
7: That's the boss going, I'm giving you grief. And so Sparky's like, mm, I don't want any part of this job.
6: Oh, it seems like a stressful job. I'll be better off unemployed. Wow, they really did a good job on this freeway. They're in the middle right now. The median. They call it the median.
7: <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I threw a dollar at the median once because... I was told it was the medium medium strip. Can you look? Uh yeah, I saw push. Yeah, I I saw under the slip. <laughs> 399. <laughs> yep. Don't that's the that GPS price. Then there's What's a, that thing.
6: I should find out what this other company is. There for a while there was a company that was cranking out similar sounding movies. Uh, like snakes on a plane, uh, snakes on, mm-hmm. on a train.
7: Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, yeah. here's the bad guy once again to whisper uh, into the ear of the sun and appeal to his worst nature. So he, she, is like, you can come work for my gas station, I will double your pay at $80 a day.
6: Cool. Oh, so the film, the company I'm thinking of is called The Asylum, and they make mock okay. mustard, mock Busters, which are films <laughs> that sound like major motion picture films. <laughs> they also created Sharknado. Uh, uh-huh. But let me see if I can find a list of their films. Uh, there's the Transmorphers. <laughs> they did their own version of War of the Worlds the same year the, uh, the Spielberg movie came out.
8: Mm-hmm.
6: They did a film called The Day the Earth Stopped. Not st- stood still. Uh, when Battleship came out, they had a movie called American Warships. Mm-hmm. But my favorite of theirs, which has a really good one, is called Titanic 2. It's about a ship whose name is Titanic 2.
8: Uh-huh. That kind
6: of leaves uh-huh. during modern days. So uh, let's see. We have Belly Fruit, Foreplay, Scarecrow, Slayer. Let me find a better one. H.G. Wells, War of the Worlds. Dead Man Walking, King of the Lost Worlds. Snakes on a Train. The Da Vinci Treasure. 666, <laughs> six, six, the child, not to be confused. Pirates of Treasure Island?
7: <laughs> yeah. Uh, not of uh, Caribbean.
6: The nine eleven commission report, based on the nine eleven attacks. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's, a, they're saying it's, the, Wikipedia is saying it's the ripoff of United uh, 993 and World Trade Center. The hitcher,
7: the hitchhiker. Oh, we eight, saw... Um, What was that movie in which we saw the. Uh, it was based on the video game and they never saw the 9 11 postal. stuff. Postal. Yeah, postal, right. That right. was a good one.
6: They did a movie called AVH Alien versus Hunter. <laughs> 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 not to be confused with Alien versus Predator. Right. Uh, and then let me see if I can find I Am uh, Legend. That's a
7: pet peeve of mine, uh, by the way. Uh, Predator is not what the. The guy was a hunter. He wasn't a predator.
6: Well they mentioned that in the last Predator movie, the Predator. They all all the characters go, He's not yeah. really well, he's a predator, right? Right,
8: right, never, right, right.
6: You know, he doesn't masturbate in the part uh, in his hotel room blocking the exit. Uh I Am Legend, they made a movie called I am Omega. Allie Quarterman and the Temple of Skulls. Who well, you get the idea?
7: Yeah.
6: Uh Ali Quarterman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand La Quarterman Was that supposed to be popular back in the day?
7: Uh, Alan Quartermain was a series of films. Was it a series?
6: Well, I know that Uh, it was. I think it
7: was like a book. It was
6: uh, a book and it was a popular book and there must have been movies back in the time. There was an 80s version with Richard Chamberlain that Mm -hmm. I
7: remember. So this uh, Michael Schlepp is share something in common with uh, Trixie from Speed Racer. They are both they were, okay, Corrine was a judge of the Emmys for 18 years and she serves on the Actors Guild Council for 13 years. I guess this job was just a paycheck, but Schlepp was a member of the Emmy Committee too, so maybe that's how they met.
6: They were like, he was like, hey, what's the word on season four of Golden Girls? Pretty good. I'm voting. I'm giving Beatrice a Emmy. Designing women. All right. We'll make it Designing Women's Day. Uh, just a lot of disappointed children in this movie.
7: Yeah, that's right. Okay, so, you know, Sparky got his job back. That's the whole thing that happens throughout. They have a fight. He quits. Then he goes back and... Like he goes, oh, I'll give you another chance, and he gets his job back. So now, uh, Diesel is like offering him the 80 bucks. Let me see. Oh, uh,
5: yes, great. I got just It's <laughs> a bit test- of <laughs> a drive, but it's worth it.
7: Oh, right now he's talking about like a circus. Okay, so there's a circus coming to town, uh, and that's going to figure well, out
6: a, a fucking circus?
7: <laughs> yeah.
6: A circus is coming in to town.
7: Yeah. This is a world where it.
6: cars are cars and and there's a circus.
7: Yeah. Here the bad kid continues to experiment with the ramp over and over. And the turtle chronicles it the whole way through, you yeah. know. What? Okay, here's the circus.
6: Wow. Instead it's of a three-ring circus, it's a three-car ring circus.
7: Right. <laughs> oh, there is –
5: Starring Petunia and the Grease Monkey! Ah.
6: Ah.
5: Petula will
6: attempt a death Oh... Oh, Petunia. This is bad. Yeah? You didn't tell me there was going to be monster trucks in this movie?
7: Uh, are there monster trucks?
6: I guess that's a monster truck. That's more
7: of a device they built. Yeah that's right and she jumps through it and that's the uh, that's the stunt <clears throat> so Diesel is like I could make this circus so much better yeah, and Diesel. in the end she will buy it
6: Diesel is just fucking what a power trip Yep. wow look at that he's spinning hats that's an amazing fucking car I
7: think it's
6: tea cups. oh yeah when the car needs to drink
7: tea Right. How does that work? They don't, it's got the little handle for the, you know, your thumb and pointer finger. They don't have that.
6: Also, what six-year-old drew on the walls?
7: Yeah, there's kid drawings all over the place. Strange. And it's not explained why.
6: It is signed Michael Phelps, Jr. His name is Michael Phelps, right, the director?
7: Uh, Michael Schlepp. Uh, well, his... Uh, Michael Phelps, I think, is either the swimmer or swimmer. the Mission Impossible guy.
6: No, that's... uh Oh, now you're killing me. That's Nate... Snow. Phelps. Oh, Michael... It Ph- is Phelps. It is. Is it Nathan Phelps? Uh,
7: I think that's a uh, Google question.
6: Yeah, all right. We'll let Google deal with it. Ethan. Ethan. Ethan.
7: Phelps. Okay, Mission Impossible Phelps is Jim Phelps. No, that's John Boyd. Yeah, Jim Phelps. And here's a picture of...
6: Uh, what's hmm, Tom, like what Tom Cruise's name?
7: Yeah, what's Tom Cruise? Ethan uh, Hunt,
6: wasn't it? Or Mike Hunt?
7: Cause of death killed by Ethan Hunt. Ethan, Ethan Hunt. Ethan Hunt is... Yeah, the, do you, I don't
6: Do you like Ethan Hunt? Um, you should say it. You say, I like Ethan Hunt.
7: Have, oh, I got a phone call. Who's seen Ethan Hunt? Ha, ha,
5: <laughs> have you seen Ethan Hunt?
6: Ha, ha, ha. Wait, is he friends
7: with Ethan Hawke? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, Mike, <laughs> Mike Hawke. You know, Ethan Hawke, I never thought, and I hope I don't ever meet him in person. He's going to punch me right in the face, but yeah, I will. never thought he was a very, Oh I don't, don't see don't acting. He's coming right I, over. What's the see acting ability. There's some people like that. Uh, no, he's a good actor. Go get the fuck out
6: of here. He did a, he did a movie <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, he did a movie called First Reform and he's a priest and
7: uh
6: he's pretty good okay. at that. He looked pretty tormented.
7: I didn't see that. I'm thinking Gattaca. I'm thinking uh Gadtica. Gattaca get the Gattaca. Oh, I get noticed you that you get out of here. I noticed get you out-tica. hold your
6: junk when you pee with your left hand. And so, I know that you're inferior, but I'm going to let you slide.
7: Right? That was Katika. Katika! remember he had to get taller. Yeah. They cut his feet.
6: Oh, my God. Was a stupid movie. It, <laughs> I mean, it was. It really made me think, man.
7: Yeah, about killing myself.
6: About Battlestar Galactica. Now, there's a movie.
7: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't care that it was the pilot, for t- a two-hour pilot.
6: Oh, I saw that. i actually seen the... So the story goes that in the 70s, Battlestar Galactica was such a big TV show around the same time as Star Wars. The publishing, they released the pilot episode and the second episode as a standalone, theatrically released movie. Right,
7: as a movie, yeah, before the TV series. And that way everyone thought that the TV series comes from the movie. Oh, is that what
6: it is? I always see... Yeah. I guess I knew about the movie after the fact, so I always thought it was just like... During its heyday. But they were trying to cash in on Star Wars.
7: They were. And they had Lauren Green. And they had Heartthrob or two. Yeah. Who was in uh, our Charlie Chan film we saw. You're
6: talking about Richard um, Hatch. Yeah. Yeah. Not to be confused so, with the, the guy from the Survivor show.
7: And there was also Mr. Good-looking. He was... Um, Sir Benedict? Uh, maybe. He was the blonde-haired one. He had a cool name. Gosh, I, gosh, we're really going back now.
6: Dirk Bennett is not a cool
7: name. Uh, no, played? in the show. In the oh. show. There was like Cleopatra and Apollo and this right. other guy. <laughs>
6: uh Twinkie. I, I just remember Twinkie.
7: No, are you thinking of are you thinking of Beta Beta Beta? I
6: think Alright, so these cars are uh, scheming, right?
7: Uh Well, it's more like um, Diesel's manipulating. Here we go. Whoa. Yeah, so she's finally pulling it together and the the, tortoise is impressed. Uh, But you see, it's not perfect yet.
6: Bonk. They cut the tortoise because they don't want to show the crash because it costs so much money.
7: so they're talking about why are they making it uh, the radio announcers like why are they making an exit of 40 to this dump and the father's getting all offended and the kid's like he's right this is a nowhere town is it it must be a
6: nowhere town nothing to do this whole town lived here my whole life
7: in the Cars movie he was on his way to a race in California and he broke down and he ended up in that Arizona town right Paul Newman that's the plot to
6: Doc Hollywood right Dr. Hollywood yeah yeah with Michael J. Fox
7: no, that is the same uh, basic plot, isn't it? He's driving
6: it? To, to... Stop Hollywood? Yeah, he's driving to Hollywood, and he gets broken down in some Arizona town. it'd to be
7: a yeah. plastic surgeon, and yeah. they make him a general practitioner, the judge does. Yeah,
6: right, doesn't make they any sense.
7: That. That's a, that's right, the cars too. It was a judge, and he had to redo the road, yeah. and he messed up.
6: Well, he was Lightning McQueen. Right, right. And, and he was going to go race in Hollywood... And his car breaks down, and then some shenanigans happen.
7: It's a, the Owen Brothers guy, Luke. Or no, it's uh, Owen. Oh, what's their last name? Wilson. Owen and Luke. Wilson, that's it. That's
6: it. And don't forget Andrew uh, Wilson, their other brother right. from Church Ball. Church Ball. Right, we Church Ball, which yeah. was
7: a pretty good movie, I
6: thought. I would love to watch Church Ball right now. <laughs> give it, <laughs> yeah, Given away from
7: this Oh, so
5: unreasonable!
7: Everyone knows that. It's more like she's manipulating him, agreeing that the father's a jerk. Why don't you come work for me?
5: Explore the world with your new GPS. Well,
7: she's saying all the things he wants to hear. She's such a manipulator. She's a complicated villain. She really is. And How so? You know, like I, 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 mean, like I don't think what Michael Sch- uh, Schlepp is doing is a good thing. You know, just sort of feeding off of the popularity of other films, but at the same time, he does make his own story. He doesn't do interesting things. He, he's shameless about it. He doesn't hide the fact that he's pretending. Okay, check out this guy's hippie voice. His right. surfer
5: voice. I'm not like that. Huh? But you need a makeover. A new paint job. Decals. Chrome, dude. Chrome,
6: Why? dude. I just got this thing. He's that turtle from
7: Finding Nemo.
5: Come on, Nemo. You got to find your
6: Chrome,
7: dude. <laughs> yep. Because what he is is a stereotype. That's all it is. It's such He's a, like.
6: It's not lazy. It's just not even lazy. It's just like, hey, dude, I'm a surfer. To,
7: yeah, to make the cop Irish, to make the surfer, dude, it's it's just it's lazy writing. It's not... Uh, there's no thought in it. And, um, okay, so this guy's name is Rally Bodega, and he was in Autobots, A Car's Life, Sparky's Big Adventure, <laughs> and he was in What's Up. He's another one of those who's just, he's part of the Michael Schleck Spark Plug Entertainment
6: crew. And this movie must have made money. I mean, they must have got a return for it.
7: I'm sure, yeah. They have a deal, a distribution deal with Walmart and Kmart, and you saw it on Stars. They got paid to do it. The guy's not a fool. It's just cheap, you know. I I really think that he is quality enough. Well, I mean, I just slammed his writing, right, because it was, uh, you know, he's doing stereotypes, but I think that his villain is interesting. He's putting death in children's stories. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> like, this guy should do his own thing, you know?
7: Yeah, but, he needs um, more.
6: We need more entertainment with guns in it <laughs> for
7: children. I just think that he should do. Uh, maybe that's not so great, but I just. I know that this guy is a talented individual. Right. And he maybe he made his way by being a rip-off guy. And now, Mike, I'm talking to you directly, Michael Schlepp. Do it, man. Do your own film. Uh, Do your own story. And
6: portrait of an artist as a young
7: Schlepp. You could do it. Isn't that a Dr. Seuss thing, the
5: Schlepp? Yeah, the Schlepp. The Schlepp that wept. The things you could think, maybe it was.
6: I think it was the Schlepp that wept.
7: (laughs) Oh. This is a subplot I never explored with you. There's a little kid and the mother and they really like Sparky. And so sometimes they come and Sparky, you know, hey Sparky. And they get all happy. Oh, yeah.
5: you been? <laughs> <laughs>
7: so like sometimes they come and Sparky was fired. and Sometimes Sparky's here and they get all happy. It's basically just to prop up that Sparky's a likable character. And he's being misunderstood by the father, which is natural.
6: Or maybe he should be uh, take the time to be more understandable to his dad, huh? Why take taking sparky? That's spark? what
7: happens at the end, so
6: you, that's what yeah. this is all leading up to. You know what I noticed? There's yeah. no there's no sun. What? There's no sun. He is
7: the sun.
6: No, no, no. S U N. Sky is blue. Look, where's the sun? Where's the happy little this fella?
7: Where's The, the sun is above. Guy. It's always noon, and the sun is directly above. Oh, here comes trouble. She's trouble. Teasel.
5: Father again. He's unreasonable. my duty. I'll double your pain. Oh, don't yeah, listen to so her. There's a catch. Don't listen. Yeah, there's
6: a
7: catch. All right. Yeah. Herpes. The catch is we have to sit through
6: it. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, this movie's only an hour and twenty minutes,
7: right? Um, uh, it's 88 minutes. Yeah, it's an hour 20, and f- yeah, you're right. It's an hour. Tw- we're practically done. <laughs> I think you were done right from the start. Uh, yeah, you um, know
6: what? It's because I picked I picked <laughs> that racist little movie, and I just having two old white guys trying to be ironic about you know 70s ironic racism. Is not yeah. wa- it's just not worth it. It's racist We we get it. Yeah. So I picked, this movie's always been in my back pocket, ever since I watched it on TV, and I just can't do it, man.
7: Whoa. So basically now, the blue car's got his nerve, and he's like, why don't we get a cup of lube or something? And uh, she's all depressed because uh, Shaft is not returning. Yeah. Well, she tried out to an
6: emoji, and they rejected her face. <laughs>
7: So uh, now he's getting yelled at his boss. I have to get back to work. I have. She goes. I know you have to leave. Everybody does. And she drives off.
6: No, wait. Is that Sparky that she rejected? That's someone else. No,
7: that is Bumper.
6: Oh, look, I want to say Bumper is. Uh, wait, ugly. no. Bumper's
7: the girl. Bumper's the girl. Oh. Her name's Denise. Denise Finell Finelli. And she was in The Coffee Shop. She was in Leaving L.A. in 26. She was in Filthy Rich, Filthy Uncle Phil. So okay, she enough, is not enough. Part These of are the
6: movies career. that don't exist, okay? Just as much as this movie doesn't exist. Leaving
7: L.A. You've never heard of Leaving L.A.?
6: Uh, you never heard of Leaving L.A. There's no such movie as Leaving L.A. Wasn't it the one with... Uh, Nicholas Cage and... Uh, is it uh, drunk?
7: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Think again. Leaving L.A. That's not a real movie. Leaving Las Vegas. No, that's... Oh, okay, Leaving L.A. is not a... Oh, it's, gee whiz, it came up as a song. Uh, American drama even... television series that aired from April until June of 97.
6: Well, I guess that counts as a movie. It's only been
5: over for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> well,
7: yeah, that was a short run. Yeah. Okay, you're right. She, she's, she hasn't been very successful. Pilot. Okay, well, where, where going, Schimmel, Anywhere but father... Here. Yeah. yeah, I'm leaving L.A. Um, and then here's a co- series conclusion, episode two. Wow, I'm <laughs> in Mel Piedis. The end. The, the series finale, episode two. Um, the father, who sounds like John Mulaney, I think his name's Sean Schimmel, he is a, a, he's known for his work on Dragon Ball Z, Battle of Gods, Dragon Ball Z, Resurrection uh-huh. F, and uh-huh. Dragon
5: Ball Z: Cave. K-
7: Z-Kai in
6: 2009 oh great well I, this yeah. isn't a comic book convention I don't really give it- a <laughs> fuck
7: <laughs> yeah right Dragon Ball P do you like Dragon Ball P? no I. why would I? well y- you're into P uh might not on the I mean that's strictly on the weekends Mike, oh, right. yeah.
6: you're a weekend warrior when it comes to the, the, yeah. shower, the urine play what about, like, Dragon Ball Z and uh, just those, movie, those TV shows in general?
7: You no, know, uh, that's the one. It's a Pokemon attempt, you know, because it has the card game, and there's a... No, I'm not interested in that. I mean, I'm not 13. It's not, Dra- Dragon Ball's not my... been around
6: longer than Pokemon.
7: It has?
6: Yeah, man. That's been around since the All 80s. Right. At
7: least. I'll take your word for it. So is Pokemon.
6: No, Pokemon is 90s, man. That's 20 years old.
7: Turtle, turtle.
6: Keep talking. i got to check the latch.
7: Good idea. Okay, so audience, now, uh, it's um, he's now working for Diesel, and it's time to get his pay of $40. And so she goes, hey, why don't you get a lube job? And he goes, oh, that feels good. And so they're servicing him now. Uh, and what will be the rub is that she's actually charging him.
5: That feels kind of good. Kind of feels kind of cool. good. Oh, wow. What's in this stuff?
7: Yeah. It's probably that's illegal.
5: Air freshener.
7: Air freshener.
5: What the? What's the oh, Hi. Don't you feel like you're driving through the owl? Uh, what? Hey. <laughs>
7: the wax tickles him.
5: Okay, okay, that's enough. You look fantastic.
7: Now he's got his lube, he's got his wax, he's got his air freshener, and all of this he doesn't know is costing money.
5: Time to pay Sparky eighty bucks for the day. Eighty bucks People for the day. We start with 80. And oh, the rest my God. Is bucks. 40, four star is 40 bucks. What?
7: And oh. What a rip-off. Yeah,
5: what's happened here,
7: says like, okay, I work today, time to give me my 80 bucks, and then she goes, okay, hey, you need a lube job. And she, like, starts doing all this work on him, and then at the end, you know, which is implied free, I mean, she didn't say anything, she and is- now it's like, You owe me $10, Sparky. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's good writing. This guy is good, this guy's good. He's bad and he's good.
6: Yeah. Like, there's no reason for this movie, but since it exists, you might as well make it good.
7: So every time he goes to work for her, he works the day, and then somehow she zings him for a charge, and he ends up owing her.
6: Oh, so he has to work the night shift?
7: No, the day's over and he's with the dad. Yeah.
5: Where? At uh, Days Off, I got airfish now. Oh. Falco? How how you? Son, how much did all of this cost? 90 bucks. <laughs> it cost over 10 bucks. 90 bucks. <laughs> <laughs>
6: she trying to fucking rip you off at 10 bucks? Yeah. yeah fuck that yeah. shit. 90 bucks. You know how much something in our universe would pay for ninety bucks?
7: Yeah. Yeah. The cars in China.
6: That's so. This is a strange movie. Mm Mhm. Like I don't think Cars, the Pixar movies, ever talk about cash, right? They never be like, "Let's go to Italy for the race." I don't know. The airplane ticket's forty dollars.
7: Yeah, um, well, there was all that stuff about, uh, what would you call his name? Flash Mangoon, what was his name? Oh,
6: it's Steve McQueen. No, Lightning McQueen.
7: Lightning McQueen, it's, uh, there's all that stuff about, you're a star, you're a big D, you know, you have these TV deals. So I guess the money's just implied.
6: Right, but they never, they never gave a dollar amount in the, the Cars movies. They never said, oh. <laughs> what's his
5: name? Crash Mangoon? What's his, <laughs> what's his name? his friend
6: Tater. If I end up crying. If I'm a no stereotype. Oh my god, did you see him in the toilets in Japan? It was so embarrassing. He's like, check out there's a water squirting
7: up here. Oh, now that's like Europe's bidet, but in in Asia you squat to poop. Right. They have a different world over there. But they Mustard have... went to Thailand. But they are making jokes of,
6: like, Japanese toilets. You know, like how they have, like, these, these fancy toilets that will uh, mm-hmm. play music and squirt water
7: up there. Is Isn't it, it Mater? Mater? A tater, right? The tow truck. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so now this car has been on a diet of diesel's gas, and... Um, he doesn't feel so. Oh, oh, it's the big date. It's the. I mean, it's the big ask out.
6: Ooh, I'm so nervous. <laughs> Good. So is the blue car, the guy, and the red car yeah. is the girl.
7: Yeah, it's sort of purple, right?
5: Yeah. My My lady
7: So he's going to invite her to the circus, I think.
6: Right on there's Friday. A there isn't much else to do. Do you want to look at some cacti?
5: <laughs> Go
6: on. Dash, Dash, Dash. Dash, that's his name,
5: Dash.
6: Oh, from the
7: Incredibles Dash? What? The Dash from the Incredibles? Dash, I don't know. I, uh, Dash is the name of a car that she's hung up on. It's
6: also the name of the little boy. You know uh uh-uh. uh. I have to open
5: myself to the
7: possibility of meeting Mr. Rice. <laughs> blah blah blah. Dash is also uh, a hyphen. What do you mean? Well, it's a character. Uh, it's an ASCII character on your keyboard. Dash. <laughs> right. Gotcha. It's a hyphen.
6: Well, you know what I say. Don't believe the hyphens.
7: Don't believe the hyphen. <laughs>
6: don't believe the hy- use abused. <laughs> don't, don't believe the hyphen. Don't believe the hyphen. <laughs> Oh, boy. Well, that's the best joke amused, I can muster.
5: I still refused to blow a fuse. Nice. Yeah, boy. Don't believe the hyphen. <laughs> don't, don't, <laughs> don't. 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 believe
7: the hyphen. Nice.
5: Well, I'm that
7: glad really we got
6: something.
5: a great, great
7: band, man.
6: Oh, yeah. So-called Chosen Frozen. What was it? Crucifixion ain't no fiction. So-called frozen, <laughs> chosen frozen. Apologies given no, to whoever course. needs them. But they still got me like Jesus.
7: You're right. Yeah. That's right. That was when they his name? Chuck D? Chuck D, that's it. Now, of course, I'm the whitest white boy, so I never heard of them until uh, Do the Right Thing. Right. But that's all I needed to hear was that um, Fight the Power song to, like... Well, you didn't Google things back then. I don't know how it happened, but I absolutely got into pop. Again, it, it was like, I got the record Fear of a Black Planet. Yeah, that's and
5: I a like, yeah, I, I have that. I I
6: have that. Oh, you have a little Fear of a Black Planet. That's a great album. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. So something's happening. I'm sorry. We should be a better movie show.
7: It's it, basically she's buying the circus, and I
5: need to talk to you about <laughs> Officer Clutch, I need to talk to you right away. Your message after the tone. Four Star Depot is engaged in all
7: sorts of illegal activity. That's the running gag. The cop's never there. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Listen, I I, wanna just, uh, seeing, Michael, I saying, uh, want to just, Michael, I just want to say something to Michael Schlepp. Yeah. And I know I've said it before, but Michael, Michael, you've got talent, dude. Michael, break out on your own you've made your money you've made your money right yeah. now you have creative
5: freedom make that Titanic make that... 3 no Michael
7: stop no.
6: Michael Schlepp listen to me listen, don't Michael Schlepp, don't listen don't listen to Carl
7: <laughs> listen to me it's a dead end this thing. you're going to you're, you're miring in mediocrity nobody's going to remember the name Michael Schlepp look Go to Bear Lizard Radio and listen to them rave about you. They spent ten minutes on you, complimenting listen, Michael, you.
6: Michael, don't listen to my colleague, Carl. Watch the <laughs> movie Incredibles, take notes, and then come up with a movie called Incredibles 3. But the word Incredibles <laughs> has quotation marks around it. <laughs>
7: right. Yeah, the un- uncredibles, that's what you are currently, Michael. Please, Mr. Schlepp. Hey, Mr. Schlepp. He's in New York. He's in New York. I could probably if find If you're
6: him. listening... You should really make the really good dinosaur movie. You know what I'm saying? The really good dinosaur.
7: Yeah. There you um, go. Let's see. What's the opposite of Ice Age, right? Oh yeah, Stone Age. Global Warning Three, but <laughs> the the squirrel is after the uh, the the walnut.
6: I heard a comedian, and I'm doing it, at Carl, uh, who's here on Uni Radio, and said there were so many Ice Age movies. The most recent one took place during the present day. Mm-hmm. I like that one. Might have been Land Before Time.
7: A dinosaur movie taking place in the current day, it would be like an alligator. Uh, It would be birds, right?
6: Wasn't there an alligator, uh, a modern-day dinosaur movie?
7: Oh, the Jurassic Park, I guess. Uh, That's right. Yeah. Now, he's uh, blue, who has his blue balls, is discovering that (laughs) uh, purple wants to go... The circus. So he's like, I'll get tickets. I never
5: you should go. Uh, I should take you. Huh? Uh you? you? I'll, uh, buy the ticket
7: and uh, we go to the circus. I like this movie. Uh, I don't it. know, creeper.
6: Most movies have like sound music playing behind the scenes, not this one.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, uh, you just heard the line right? Do,
6: do, 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 do,
7: do, 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 wow, wow. That one? Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> the one. Okay, there, uh, this uh, diesel has been running them out of business, and now here's the banker with the big, you know, like bad news. And...
5: Uh, sure. Listen, about this month's loan payment.
7: Ta da, da, see? So he's feeling the pressure. They really should have got John Mullaney to do
6: this. I At don't least think
7: they'd chi- have the credit. Do you think John Mulaney would have done it? No, of course not. I mean, I don't know him personally. Maybe a paycheck's a paycheck, but no. Somehow, I don't think he would have done it. I don't think
6: it. a paycheck from these guys is going to be worth that much. I don't think Sparkplug's going to be like, here's fifty thousand.
7: <laughs> well, Trixie from
6: Speed Racer did it. Trixie from Speed Racer. Oh yeah, she. <laughs> Oh, excuse me. Oh, I didn't Ooh. realize. Oh, all right. Oh donate. Oh, Trixie from Speed Racer, eh? The original no <laughs> less.
7: Yeah, the original.
6: Do you think like during the break, she's like, I should have been Rocky the Squirrel. Fucking June Foray took my shit. <laughs> that
7: sounds right. Yeah.
6: Oh no, she's talking about June Foray again.
8: Fucking <laughs>